Welcome to all of you to God's house today. What a joy on this Thanksgiving morning that we, as the people of God, can gather together to give thanks and praise to our God and Father in heaven. As we do so, we hear these words from Psalm 105, where the psalmist says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Truly, we do rejoice today to come into the presence of God, to worship and to praise him. Would you stand for God's greeting? People of God, our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's begin bringing our praises to God today by turning in the Trinity Psalter to number 254. Number 254, let all things now living a song of thanksgiving to God the Creator triumphantly raise. We're going to sing both verses, number 254. We gather on this Thursday morning a national day of thanksgiving. Children in our country, year after year after year, 
The highest official in our country, our president, calls us to give thanks to God for all of his goodness to us. This has been the history of our nation for years and years. Of course, the Thanksgiving tradition began back with the pilgrims, but when our country was founded, it became enshrined in who we are as a people to give thanks to God. This morning, for our presidential proclamation of Thanksgiving, I'm going to read the proclamation that was written uh, by President George Washington uh, shortly after the founding of the, uh, the uh, Union and shortly after the affirmation of the Constitution of the United States. By the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for all His benefits, and to humbly implore His protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of God Almighty, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November, next, to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection for the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable imposition of his providence, which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war, for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty which we have since enjoyed, for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly for the national one lately instituted, for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed, and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge, and in general for all the great and various favors which he hath been pleased to confer upon us and also that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions, to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and related duties properly and punctually, to render our national government a blessing to all people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed, 
to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as have shown us kindness, and to bless them with good government, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them all, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. Given under my hand at the city of New York on the 3rd of October in the year of our Lord, 1789, George Washington. From the beginning, we've been told to bring thanks and praise to our God, the great sovereign over all nations. Of course, we know that Thanksgiving is not only declared by our national leaders, Thanksgiving has enjoined us in Scripture itself. So we're going to turn to our bulletin this morning and read together this short uh, Thanksgiving catechism. You know, a catechism is just a series of questions and answers. Uh, these all deal with Thanksgiving and our lives. I will read the pastor. You can read the people. We will not read the uh, citations. Those are just for your benefit if you'd like to look those up more later. How does Thanksgiving relate to God's will? How does thanksgiving relate to the unsaved? How does thanksgiving relate to the saved? How does thanksgiving relate to fellow believers. What role does thanksgiving have in prayer? What role does thanksgiving have in worship? What role does thanksgiving have in being a disciple? What does thanksgiving have to do with me? Let's take our Trinity Psalter hymnals once again and join our voices in praise through song. We're going to sing two songs at this point. The first one, number 553, Sing to the Lord of Harvest. We'll remain seated for that one. And then without announcement, we'll turn to 9B, 9B, wholehearted thanksgiving, and sing the four verses there. We will stand for singing 9B. Beginning with 553 remaining seated, sing to the Lord of Harvest.
This morning, God's Word comes to us from Psalm 147. Psalm 147. We'll be reading the 20 verses of that psalm. Psalm 147, beginning at verse 1. What we hear now is God's Word. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant, and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord, and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the beasts their food and to the young ravens that cry. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the legs of a man, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he strengthens the bars of your gates, he blesses your children within you. He makes peace in your borders. He fills you with the finest of the wheat. He sends out his command to the earth. His word swift, runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters frost like ashes. He hurls down his crystals of ice like crumbs. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He makes his wind blow and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, his statutes and rules to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know his rules. Praise the Lord. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. Well, we have gathered today on this Thursday morning to particularly focus our hearts and our minds on giving thanks to God. As I mentioned earlier in the service, today is a national day of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day is not a particularly Christian holiday. And what I mean by that is it does not recall for us any of the powerful events in the life of Christ. We commemorate Christ's incarnation at Christmas time. We remember his crucifixion on Good Friday night. We celebrate his resurrection on Easter Sunday morning. We remember his ascension. Remember the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. These great events, salvific events, because of the life of Christ. Uh, Thanksgiving is not one of those days. 
Thanksgiving is a national day of Thanksgiving called by our president. And yet, it is fitting. It is right. It is proper that we in particular, as the church of Jesus Christ, should gather to give God thanks on this Thanksgiving day. Psalm 147 talks about the fitting nature of our praise and thanks. Beginning in verse 1, Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God. It is pleasant, and a song of praise is fitting. It's good. It's pleasant. It's fitting that we are here this morning to bring thanks and praise to our God. Psalm 147 is a psalm which has three different stanzas, three different verses in it that give us reasons for thanksgiving, reasons for praise to God. The first uh, verse, first stanza is verses two through six. We are to be thankful to God for his power. Then verses seven through 11, thankful to God for his provision. And then finally, verses 12 through the end of the chapter, thankful to God for his peace. It is right, it is good, it is fitting for us to give thanks to God. Psalmist says in verse 2, the Lord builds up Jerusalem, he gathers the outcasts of Israel. This psalm anticipating the time when Israel would be scattered in captivity and then later brought back again. That was the work of God, a a manifestation of his power to restore his people. His power to return them to the land he had promised to them. He is the God who builds up Jerusalem, who gathers the outcasts of Israel. That as a body, the people would be built up together. Together we meet on this Thanksgiving morning. Now we could meet individually in our homes and that would be fine too. There's something particularly joyful about gathering with our brothers and sisters in the Lord to join our voices in songs of praise. Later we will join our hearts in a prayer of thanks together. It's good because God brings us together as his people. He binds us together as his family. He cares for Jerusalem. He cares for Israel. He cares for us as a body but he also cares for us as individuals. Look at verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. God cares for us as individuals. He knows what's going on in our hearts. Perhaps, perhaps you are here this morning and you're saying, you know, I, I really don't feel that thankful. It's been a very, very difficult year for me in my business, a difficult year for me in my family, a difficult year for me in some personal things I've been wrestling with. Why should I give thanks today? We gather today to acknowledge a God who cares for us, even in those difficult times, and the God who has the power to take us through those difficulties. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. Even if this morning you find yourself in a time of difficulty, a time of trial, you've gathered in the presence of a God who hears our prayers, who cares about us. It is right. 
It is proper. It is fitting for us to give thanks. The psalmist goes on to declare the power of God, now looking at a a picture from nature in verse 4. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Children, God knows the names of every star. Maybe some of you have learned something about the stars, and you can go outside at night, and you can look up on a clear night, and you can say, oh, yep, yep, there's the Big Dipper, and uh, there's the Belt of Orion, and there's the Pleiades, and there's Cassiopeia, some of these easily recognizable constellations. And we know a few of the stars up there. God knows all the stars. He knows them all by name. And the psalmist gives us this picture of God knowing the names of the stars to direct our focus. He knows our names as well. All of the people in the world. God knows each and every one. His power to to know who we are, to know what we need. The psalmist says in verse 5, Great is the Lord, abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. God knows you. God knows your name. He knows who you are. He knows what you need. He knows your joys. He knows your sorrows. That's the power of his understanding, the power of of his knowledge beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the humble. He knows our names. He knows our needs. He knows our concerns. We can turn to him today with thanks. It is fitting. It is right. It is proper to praise God, to thank God, for he is the powerful God. Psalmist goes on and gives us a second reason for thanks and praise to God. For his provision, verse 7, Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the beasts their food, to the young ravens that cry. God provides for his creation. This text reminds us of what it says earlier in the psalm, Psalm 104, a beautiful psalm about God's power in creation, where the psalmist says, You make springs gush forth in the valleys. They flow between the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field, and the wild donkeys quench their thirst. Beside them the birds of the heavens dwell. They sing among the branches. From your lofty abode you water the mountains. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your work. You cause grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate that he may bring forth food from the earth. God's providential control over creation. His power in creation. His provision for his people. We saw an evidence of God's power last night in creation in the blowing of the wind driving in this morning, the trees down on Riverside Drive. God's power to provide for that which he has made. His power and provision for for our physical needs. He causes the grass to grow. He waters the hills. All these things that we might be provided for. We have a God who provides for our physical needs in abundance. He cares for us as his people. And Thanksgiving is a reminder that it is God 
who is the one who provides. It is so easy for us to forget that and to think that we are somehow in control of our destiny, in control of the things that we have. But what does he say in verse 10? His delight is not in the strength of the horse, not in creation, nor in the pleasure of the legs of a man, not in creation, but in those whose hope is in his steadfast love, for those who recognize God as the provider. And that's one of the things we do today, as we gather to to focus our hearts and minds on thanksgiving. There is someone to whom we give thanks. We give thanks to our God who's provided for all of our needs. I think it's easy for us, maybe particularly as those who are heads of households, to forget that. We think that our labor, our work, provides for our families. But even the ability to work, the ability to labor, the gifts and talents God has given us to use, those too are a gift from Him. Oh, we thank God for His provision of all of our needs. As we sit down together for a meal today, Perhaps it will be a table uh, laden with all the typical Thanksgiving foods, uh, turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing and sweet potatoes and green bean casserole salad, all those regular things we have on Thanksgiving. Perhaps it will be just rice and beans, hot dogs and mac and cheese. Whatever it is, it comes from the hand of our God. He is the God who provides the God who provides for all of our physical needs. It is right, it is proper, it is fitting for us to give thanks to him. The psalmist concludes this psalm, verse 12. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he strengthens the bars of your gates, he blesses your children within you, he makes peace in your borders, he fills you with the finest of the wheat. God is a God who gives peace. And I know it's easy for us to to apply a text like this to the peace we have around us, the peace we have in our country, and that's certainly true, that's a gift from God. But the psalmist is talking more particularly here. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. He is speaking directly to the church, to the peace that God gives us as the people of God. Certainly the freedom we have to gather together for worship, but but peace within the walls of Zion. God's been so good to us this past year I guess I would say in particular. I talk with colleagues of mine whose churches have been radically divided dealing with the COVID epidemic and what the best path is forward. And to be sure, we've had different opinions on that matter. But it hasn't divided our church. We may not all agree on the best course of action, but we do agree we belong together as the people of God. God has been particularly good to our congregation to allow us to to move together, to move forward together. There is peace within Zion. This is the blessing God gives to us. It is right, it is proper, it is fitting 
to give him thanks for the peace he provides to our congregation on this Thanksgiving morning. The psalmist says he provides us with the finest of the wheat. Certainly the psalmist here is speaking beyond what he could even imagine when we think about the finest of wheat that is provided. Of course, our thoughts go to uh, the wheat that makes bread, the bread of life. The psalmist speaking beyond himself, pointing beyond himself to the spiritual blessings God gives to us to the salvation we have because of the work of Jesus Christ, the bread of life. It is right, it is proper, it is fitting for us to gather because of Him, because of what He has done in our lives. That God has provided Him for us to be our Savior, to be our strength, to be that bread of life of which we partake Lord's Day after Lord's Day after Lord's Day in the public proclamation of the Word of God. God, uh, God reminds us that He is the God who gives both His Word, but who gives warnings as well. That's how this psalm ends. As the, as the psalmist uses, again, natural means to teach a spiritual lesson, he says in verse 16, He gives snow like wool, He scatters frost like ashes, He hurls down His crystals of ice like crumbs. Who can stand before His cold? God is the one who is a God of love and mercy and kindness. He is also a God who sends judgments. He is a God of justice. And we have these pictures of destruction, the snow, the, the ice coming down. Who can stand before that? But the psalmist says, he, God, sends out His Word and melts them. He makes His wind blow and the waters flow. Yes, God is a God of justice. But He is also a God who Himself has satisfied His justice. He has done everything necessary to make satisfaction for our sins. That which we could not do. We who are fallen and sinful, unable to stand against the power and judgment of God, He Himself sent out the Word. He Himself sent that, that salvation for His people who would take the punishment upon Himself, who would stand in our place. It is right. It is proper. It is fitting for we as the church to give thanks to God. Verse 19, he declares his word to Jacob, his statutes and rules to Israel. God has not hidden the truth. He's not hidden the gospel. But he allows the gospel, the truth of Jesus Christ, to be declared over and over again, Lord's Day after Lord's Day, to be declared this morning. That glorious gospel that God continues to bring people into fellowship with him. If you are here this morning and have not acknowledged this great God and His Son, Jesus Christ, as your only hope for salvation, if you have not done that, you have no real reason for thanksgiving. You still find yourself under the icy blast. But this morning, Jesus Christ calls, Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. The call of the gospel goes out once again this morning. Put your hope Put your trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation in this life and the life to come. And then you have reason for thanks. Reason to praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Reason to praise your God, O Zion.
psalmist ends verse 20. He has not dealt thus with any other nation. They don't know his rules. Praise the Lord. Yes, today is a national holiday. But the only ones who really understand, who really have reason for thanks, are those to whom God has revealed himself in his love, in his mercy, in his grace. And so that's why we're here. It is right, it is proper, it is fitting. If the world doesn't understand Thanksgiving, if they think it's about turkeys and parades and all these other things, certainly we must understand that God, our God, has sent his own son, Jesus Christ, to give us new life, and for that, we are thankful. Yes, people of God, it's right, it's proper, it's fitting that we gather today to give thanks to our God. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we are so thankful for this privilege of worship. We are so thankful you have called us this morning to gather, to sing songs of praise to you, to gather around your holy word, and to be reminded that you are a God who is worthy of our thanks and our praise. Thank you, O God, for speaking to us from your holy word. Encourage us throughout this day, throughout this week, throughout the rest of our lives, to give you the thanks which you so deserve, for you've been so good to us, and it is right and proper and fitting. Hear our prayer, for Jesus' sake. Amen.